Hello and welcome to the Didache podcast, where we draw upon past wisdom to help plant and grow new churches. In this A Sunday with Jesus series, I'll be joined by a range of guests, and together we'll walk through a typical Sunday, from the call to worship through to food after the service. And we're asking, how do these things help us to follow Jesus throughout the week? My hope is that we'll see our gathered worship of Jesus as the heart of our church life together and our discipleship to Jesus. Not just because of what we're doing, but because of what God is doing in these gatherings. As James Smith wrote, Worship is the arena in which God recalibrates our hearts, reforms our desires, and rehabituates our loves. Worship isn't just something we do, it's where God does something to us. Worship is the heart of discipleship, because it's the gym in which God retrains our hearts. Thanks to all those involved in these episodes, thanks to John Smith for the incredible intro music, and to you for listening. I hope this series helps enlarge your vision of Jesus and his church. Well, in this episode of A Sunday with Jesus, we're going to be discussing Holy Communion, and I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Prentice again. Well, underneath this series is a belief that corporate worship is essential for following Jesus. And uh, Megan Hill has said God has always prioritised and directed corporate worship for his people. In fact, Jesus' schedule revolved around corporate worship. And yeah. key and a key and central part of corporate worship is Holy Communion. Yep. Obviously, building on Passover initiated by Jesus just prior to his death and the early church devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. Uh, Mark, someone said Holy Communion is a matter of life and death. Why is communion so important for us as followers of Jesus? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's clever because it works at a couple of levels, really, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, the the the, the corporate worship stuff it it, it really is crucial. Um, uh, you know, Cipriani said, "No one can have no one can have God as Father. He will not have the church as a mother." Um, and it is that sense, you know, we, when we become Christians, we are born into the people of God. And, and you're absolutely right. Like at the heart of that is, is this extraordinary meal that we get to participate in. Um, whereas as the, you know, the church, we gather around the Lord's table and we eat this bread and, and wine. Um, and, yet, and, you know, this is, this is so central to the life of the church. You know, the Church of England, Article 19, it, this is one of the borders of of kind of genuine church life uh you know where you know the, the uh what was it we're told that the visible church is a congregation of believers in which the word of god is preached and in which the sacraments are rightly administered according to christ's command in all those matters that are necessary for proper administration it's like this is it this is it this is what makes church church so in a way it's hard it's harder to get to something more central than the breaking of bread and the sharing of wine together as the people of God. Absolutely. Well, let's dig yeah. into some scriptures. Obviously, like we could turn to loads of places in the Bible to to, yeah. to dig into this, and we could turn to creation, and that's that sense of which the the Lord uh, offers us a a tasty world, a world full of food, invites us to His table. Yeah. Uh, we could go to the fellowship offering in Leviticus and plenty of other places. Yeah. Yeah. And someone's commented that. In the Gospels, Jesus always seems to be eating and around food. Um, but let's let's turn, and we could turn to the, the 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 Last Supper. But actually, let's turn to Luke 24. It's a fascinating yep. passage when thinking about 
place of holy communion in church yeah. life. And obviously Jesus is risen. And we're thinking, uh, what's he going to do with his time? Do you want to talk us through that a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know rightly what you want to say on this, man. Um, I, I mean, you're, you're right. Like uh, somebody once said that kind of the whole, the whole story of, uh, of the Bible can be played out in terms of meals that have been shared and what was eaten and what wasn't eaten and all this sort of thing, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's so powerful that at the heart of our corporate worship is, is this, is this meal. And yeah, Luke 24 is a great place to go and figure out what, why, why it is. Cause I think Luke is, is, is setting up the question of, all right, G- Jesus is, is risen as the start of Luke 24. And at the end of Luke 24 is the ascension. Well, okay, great. What, what are the disciples going to do? Because like their whole thing has been like they're the guys that follow jesus right so what happens when jesus ascends and he isn't there to follow in in the way he has been for the last three years like how do we meet with jesus now how do we encounter him how do we learn from him how are we taught by him how are we strengthened and sustained by him when he is ascended uh and and luke's answer is well you know and this is where i think the 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 church of england gets its stuff from it's, it's through the scriptures and it's through communion. You know, those are the, 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 the spirit appointed means through which the spirit brings Christ to the church and, and brings the church to Christ. You know, this, this is the point of connection. And so in, in Luke 24, what are the two big things that happen on the road uh, around these guys on the road to mass? Well, the first thing is Jesus gives them the, like this epic Bible study and it's like, all right, the scriptures, they're about me, you know, that's, that's, this is, and, and their hearts are burning within them, right, because they're like, we're meeting Jesus in the scripture, you know, this is where we learn, fantastic, but then, um, you know, it, there's that thing where, uh, you know, they invite him in, uh, and, and it's, as what, what does this say? I'm so old, I have to get these glasses on my mind, it's like, so they get up, and, and they re, they're returning, uh, no, hang on. When he was at table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And it's like, okay, you know, like Luke's telling us what what happens in communion. All right, this is where we meet Jesus. This is where we recognize. This is where we learn about who Jesus is uh, through the breaking of bread and through the sharing of, of wine. And I think Luke's thing is, when Jesus is ascended, this is how you meet. This is how you meet Jesus. So you you, you flick over to Acts two, and, and like, what is the church? What is the church devoted to? What in the life of the church? What are they doing? Prioritizing above everything else. Devoted, we will do this no matter what. We're devoted to this. Well, two of the things are the, the apostles' teaching, um, and and the breaking of bread. And you're like, why? Well, because that's where we meet Jesus. That's where Jesus meets us. That's where we recognize, learn. That's where we're strengthened. That's where we're sustained for the life that Jesus has called us to. Glorious, glorious. So that's where he equips us for mission and wonderful. It's where he gives his his very self to us and his life fills us with his life. That's awesome. Um, Do you think, though, there's something to be said about the kind of life that he's calling us to uh, as we participate in Holy Communion? Yeah, um, man, this, yeah, and, and I think this is hard for us in, in the Western church to really take on board. I think elsewhere in the world, 
this is probably much closer to the surface as believers are sharing communion. Um, because, you know, of course, the whole thing about communion is uh, it's, 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 it's about the cross, right? So, you know, the, the, the Last Supper, this, this, the, the symbolism of the bread being broken and the wine being poured out like the cross is is what this is about. It's not Jesus in some sort of generic sense. It's Jesus in his being torn apart and in, in his being emptied uh, at, at, at Calvary. And in a way, that that is that is the life that that we are called to. You know, and and you you uh you, you know, you read stuff in the Apostle Paul, and, and he, he counts it a joy and a delight and a privilege to share in specifically the sufferings of Christ. Um, and, you know, it's, it's this thing, like, like you're saying, communion, we, we go out from the table um, into the world to, to declare, the, you know, Christ crucified, right? That, that, that's our mission. Um, and, and there is this sense that, you know, um, through his suffering, Christ kind of brings the gospel into being. And through our suffering, that gospel is then proclaimed to the world. And we, we spend so much time thinking we're wiser than, than Jesus and that we can find ways of doing evangelism and mission that will not incur suffering, that we can do discipleship in a way that is comfortable. And we have to understand that is not possible. Um, the Christian life will involve suffering not not necessarily constantly and consistently but we cannot be faithful to christ in discipleship and mission without suffering and so i think yeah you know the fact that one of the places we meet christ is in the broken body and the blood poured out in the place of his suffering that's deeply significant and i think there's stuff there that we need to reflect on far more deeply uh in in our church life together yeah oh man i remember reading someone who said uh, the gospel of a suffering savior requires suffering messengers. Yeah. Oh, it was really powerful. Well, look, anyone who's been to an Anglican communion service will know that story seems to be important when it comes to Holy Communion. And we have quite a long liturgy um, in, in the Anglican church when it comes yeah. to communion. And, and it seems to be that the, we, the gospel story is embodied and dramatized week by week what do you think that teaches us about the the power of story to shape us and the need to be formed and shaped by the story of the gospel and not the stories of the world yeah i mean i i think we we are shaped by stories you know that that's what that is why they're so important and i think we're created to be shaped by stories um uh, and i think we're created that way because that is how god wants to relate to us um so in a sense we're vulnerable to being shaped by narrative uh which which like everything is has great potential for good and, and for bad and if we choose to listen to the wrong stories to be shaped by the wrong stories of stories about the way the world is about the way the world works stories about who we are stories about where we've come from stories about where we're going to if we listen to the wrong stories we'll be shaped in the wrong way we'll become deformed rather than conform to the image of Christ. Um, so it is, it, it's so important that we are disciplined and diligent in, in not just listening to the, the rights to the, the true story, but actually being caught up into that story. 
um, so that we're not kind of outside of it, observing it. We're, we're, we're kind of hearing it from within the story of, of who God is, uh, what he has done in Christ to make us his people, and what that means about kind of who we are and, and our story and you know, where I've come from and, and where I'm going to. Uh, so, you know, th there are reasons why in, in, in the wisdom of the church for centuries, you know, this isn't even a uniquely Church of England thing, you know, you go, go back to the second century and we've got like services that are laid out for us and they're doing the same thing. You know, this isn't, you know, a, a, an Anglican distinctive. This is Christian worship. It's like this, our worship is framed and shaped by and is telling and is inviting us to participate in the, the story of the gospel. And, you know, if we, if we start like taking bits out of that, then we have a deficient story and that's going to uh, that's going to impact our our capacity to be formed as disciples of Jesus through our participation in, in worship. Awesome. So when we, we come to the table and take communion, it's not just that we are looking back to that night on which Jesus was betrayed. We're, we're also looking back to creation. And looking forward to new creation and all of that's expressed in the Anglican liturgy, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, and, and when, when we're training, um, training, teaching and preparing people, uh, new Christians and stuff for communion, uh, like, like we'll, we'll, we start in creation. We, we go through the story of the Exodus and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because again, that's the story that's, that's telling us about the gospel and showing us it's acted out on the stage of human history this is what the gospel is so you know it's what is god, what has god been doing in the past what is god doing now as he meets with us and encounters us and is forming us and transforming us and feeding us and you know stuff we were talking about earlier but it's also you know what are we looking forward to we're anticipating you know the first thing that's going to happen in 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 our in our new creation resurrection reality is like you know it's a meal it's it's the wedding supper of the lamb um, and, and in a sense, this is wetting our appetite for that and reminding us to look forward to the end of the story and to live today on the basis of where this story finishes. Is that glorious? Is that too heretical, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, glorious. So good. So, yeah, well, look, again, we're, we're trying to keep these, uh, these episodes short and sweet and uh, plenty there for us to chew on pardon the pun but um there we go a little bit on holy communion thanks mark so much for sharing your All wisdom right. on that cheers mark